give honor to your pastors again. I thank them. You know, when I think uh, most of you heard this, but I've never been I, I've never been asked to preach a church revival. And I don't consider myself an evangelist. I don't know what I consider myself. I consider myself a daughter of the Lord. Highly favored, blessed of the Lord. That's what I consider myself. I don't have a title. Um, I used to have a title. I used to be somebody. Now I'm just, now I'm just a little person in a little pond. (laughs) It doesn't matter. God knows my name. And someone said, well, you need to be calling. You need to be doing this and doing that. Said the, well, uh, no, the Holy Ghost is the best agent I know. And he opens the doors where he wants me to walk through, us to walk through. I say us because we're still a team, even though right now Brother Burns was not preaching much. But I want him to stand and greet this congregation just the same. And uh, then I'm going to go ahead and sing an old song, uh, if I can. This is an easier song on my voice, and it's Red River, and many of you know it. Go ahead and and we give God all the glory. Now, if you want to turn in the scriptures to John 6, for, we're going to look at in John 6 chapter, we're going to be talking about the blood. This blood is for you. There's more in store. If I can but just touch the hem of his garment. <laughs> if I will not become weary in well-doing, I'm going to reap if I faint not. Things we've been talking about. I want to. I, I want those that have been to every service. I want you to stand. If you've been to every service, I want. This is in this beautiful, Pastor. Looky here. All right. Give yourself a good hand. Lovely, lovely. Thank God. Thank God for you. We're so glad you're here. Anyway, this song I recorded many years ago, and I have learned some new songs, but my voice won't let me go there. But this one's a comfortable song. It's called Red River. It's appropriate since we're taking communion, so I hope you examine your hearts throughout this service and prepare yourself to come to the Lord's table. We're going to be giving you an invitation to come to the table, and uh, we're going to have a wonderful time of communion together. It's going to be awesome. Go ahead, brother. To know about rivers They bring life To everything we see Waters come rain Down the hillsides drain Flowing through the valley To the sea There's a river that's overlooked by me. The very source of life my soul needs is a crimson stream of love. All darkness cleansing flood. That old red river that flows
it's still in good condition. You see, you saved my life so many times. I know. Well, every now and then, I wonder from his waters, and that life stream can't seem so far away. But when I'm thirsty and dry, unto the Lord I cry. And that old red river starts to flow my way. Red river from the hill, just flow to me and fill the valley. I was going to get through that or not. I don't know how these people do that can preach and then they can still sing. Something has to go. And usually if I, if there's any difficult song or any new song, I'd have got to do it on the first night. (laughs) But anyway, thank you for, for being such a lovely crowd. All right. Do we have them up? Let's go for that. Would you stand? I'm going to read out the word of God today. I'm going to be talking about the blood. This blood is for you. This blood is for you. John, the sixth chapter, verses 48. Let me get there. I thought I had them. I do have them. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which came, cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread, which came down from heaven. If any man eat this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give him is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, or of a truth, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth this my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. Can you say amen? Oh, hallelujah. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood 
dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father have sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, but he that eateth this bread shall live forevermore. Let us pray together. Father, I thank you again. We are so humbled to be behind this sacred desk. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity, these precious people. Lord, you know the needs. Help us, Lord, to open our hearts, to respond to your spirit, obey your spirit, and not leave here like we came in Jesus' name. And God's wonderful people said, Amen. You may be reseated. It's a covering blood. Number one, this blood is for you. It's a covering blood. We can go back to our future. <laughs> that sound kind of sounds strange, but anyway, it started way back there, our future. Back there. We find the most beautiful, perfect, bountiful place that designed and created and prepared just for us. Remember that place? It was called the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden. Our parents live there. Our parents, our great-grandparents live there. And they also died there spiritually. And they messed up. And so what did God do? He covered them up. He had to cover it. Remember how they did? They tried to play hide and seek with God. God come in the cool of the evening because he made man. What did we say this morning? For a relationship. Fellowship. Fellowship. We talked about, well, I did. I was going to bring a different message, but I just felt led to come with this one since we were talking about the blood. But fellowship is one of the ships that we need to be in. Fellowship. He he covered them up, and they tried to play hide and seek. You know, you the, sin brings shame, but since Jesus came and bore His blood and shed His blood, when it's applied to your heart, shame off you. Glory, shame off you. They they wanted to hide from God. They didn't want God to see them naked. I don't care how many clothes you have on. If you have sin, God sees it. <laughs> It cannot be covered up. It can only be washed away. Washed away by the blood of Jesus. Only defined, remember what they did? They took fig leaves like that was going to work. Like that was going to work to cover up their sin, their nakedness. People try all kinds of things. It won't work. It takes the blood. It takes the blood. It takes the blood. God could have disinherited them right there. And he, of course he did had to throw them out of the garden. But he still covered them. He made provision for them. Remember what he did? He, he killed an animal, took a harmless, innocent, guiltless animal, uh, killed it not for the food, but for their covering. It took the blood in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden to cover sin. And it still takes the blood today. Nothing has changed. Oh, the blood of Jesus that makes me whiter than snow. Glory. When he, the Father looks at me, he sees the precious blood of Jesus. Glory. Shame off me. Hallelujah. It was a blood covering before him. Thank, let's look, you know, we all have scars. I have a scar here on my arm. 
and I have a scar up here on my arm where when I started into grade school, you know, they used to, I guess they still do, you had to have smallpox and all those vaccinations. You know, and I have a scar on my arm. Most of you do. I think it was like uh, polio or whatever. The scar is there. I have a scar. What does that scar mean? That scar means it shows that I've been vaccinated from keeping certain diseases from off me. See, Jesus bore the scars. He bore the scars. The scars are in heaven today that I might be free. Glory. (laughs) Shame off me. Hallelujah. It protects me. It's a protecting, sheltering, covering blood. Oh, glory to God. I took the precautionary steps and the blood has been applied to my life. How about you? This blood is for you. It's a sheltering, covering blood. And I'll say it over and over and over. We're going to be talking about three different things. A sheltering, covering blood. We're talking about the benefits of Christ's blood upon our lives. Thank you, Jesus. From the Garden of Eden to Egypt. We're going to fast forward. Remember that? They went from a place of bliss. In the Garden of Eden, and many years later, fast forward, they find themselves in Egypt. It's a long story. I can't talk about all of it. But again, God did not disinherit his people. He delivered them. And again, it took a blood sacrifice. There's only one way. There's not many ways. I don't care what Oprah rent free. That's a tongue twister. Says, there's only one way. It's the way of the cross. It's the way of the blood. It's Calvary's way. Uh, You know, I love all of our new songs, but I tell you, too many of them leave the blood out. They leave the blood out. It's all about me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I I like the songs about the blood. And we sang about them. Thank you, praise team. Wasn't that good? The precious blood. Glory, the benefits of Christ's blood. He didn't disherit his people. God, remember, had sent Moses to deliver his people from Egypt and out of from underneath the hand of King Pharaoh. They were in bondage. More, the more they did, the more was expected because God was getting ready to deliver them. Now, if you're going through a situation where you feel like you can't take any more, get ready for a miracle. When you reach the end of your rope, that's usually when God comes by and makes a way where there seemeth to be no way. And he did that very thing. They cried out to the Lord out of a place of barrenness into a place of fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Now, Moses was God's man for the hour. And if you're living and breathing, and I think that you are, you are God's person for the hour. You are here In 2016, October the 2nd, you're living and breathing in this century for the purpose of sharing the love of Jesus and the only hope and the only door of salvation through the blood of Jesus. We have a job to do. We have a job to do. Glory. Well, Moses, he was that man for the hour. And yet God, through Moses' obedience and the rod that he had in his hand, Remember, God. Remember, God sent ten different plagues unto Pharaoh. Boy, he was a hard-headed fella. Nobody in here like that. They get it the first time. <laughs> oh yeah, he took ten different plagues. 
before he finally let the Israelites go to worship the Lord their God and to enter the place where God had prepared for them, right? Remember, I I can't talk about all of them, but there was water that was turned into blood. Yeah, there was frogs. Remember the lice that were everywhere just like dust, flies. That was another plague, boils. There was no boils on God's people. There was no flies in the house of the Israelites. There was no lice in their beds. Glory. We're talking about a sheltering, covering blood, are we not? There was no locusts in the, in the house of the Israelites. It was dark, pitch black dark all through the land of Egypt, but the light was on in Moses' house. In the house of God's people. Glory to God. And lastly, remember the death of all the firstborn throughout the land of Egypt. And of course, you know the story well. I'm preaching to the choir. But it was the final blow that would finally convince Pharaoh to let God's people go. Glory. It took the blood. It took the blood. Atoning blood. Atoning Atoning blood, number two. Remember that song? He paid a debt he did not owe. Oh, yes, he did. Thank God for the blood. Atoning blood. Atonement is something that is paid. It's a satisfactory payment. God was satisfied with a payment of Christ's blood. He said, that, that'll do it. That'll bring my people back to me. That will bring us back into relationship. An atoning blood. Atoning blood. Atoning blood. Benefits of Christ's blood. It's a sheltering, covering blood. And it is an atoning blood. God gave Moses the Passover plan. Remember that? If the plan was kept, the death of their firstborns would would be saved. And the plan was this. There would be no death in the houses. Of God's people. No death in their barns. No death in their cattle. Their flocks. Their stables. On the very night they were to go out. They were instructed to do the following. They were to each household. Was to take a spotless lamb. Kill it. Between. Three and six. O'clock in the evening. A beautiful type and shadow and picture of Jesus. Exactly. Our Passover. They had to, before they ate, they were to take the blood from that spotless lamb and sprinkle that blood upon the two doorposts, remember? And over the lintel of the door. And when the death angel came through, When he saw the blood on the house of God's people, the Israelites, he would pass over their house. Life remained in that house. Life was in that house. Light was in that house. Because it was a sheltering, covering blood. It was also an atoning blood. Glory. It would be payment enough for their salvation. It would be payment enough for their protection. They were to sprinkle that blood. And the lintel, as you know, and I'm not a carpenter, any carpenters in the house. There you go. 
The lintel, I understand, is the load-bearing board, whatever it's called, on the door. And I think about Jesus, our Passover, the payment, the atonement for sin. He bore our load of sin on his shoulders on the cross of Calvary and opened the door of salvation. It's an atoning blood. It was payment enough. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. This blood was not only for me, but it's for you and everyone in this house this afternoon. I started to say this morning, atoning blood. Say, this blood's for me. Oh, Exodus 12 and 8 says, and they had to roast the lamb. These are some other things they had to do. They had to roast the lamb, the whole lamb. The whole lamb. Jesus gave all. The whole lamb. The head. They placed a crown of thorns. The legs, they were going to break them. But they didn't. He was already had given up the ghost. Every part. There was to roast that with unleavened bread. Because as you well know, leaven represents sin. Glory. And there was no sin found in the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. It was payment enough. It's finished. Thank you, Jesus. The lamb also had to be eaten, not just the whole lamb had to be eaten. <laughs> and everybody had to partake. Glory. Not just looked upon and said, wow, that, those lamb chops really look good. No, they had to eat it. You know, so it's the way some people are when they're in church. They see people getting blessed. Well, that really looks like it would be good, but it's just not for me. <laughs> oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. We're going to do that this afternoon. I'm excited about taking communion. It's been, honey, what? Four months or longer since we've, oh my, took communion. And I want to encourage you. You can be healed during communion if your faith will reach out. Glory. We don't want to make it just a common thing. Well, I'm just going to take communion. Just drink a little juice and eat a cracker. Oh, it's so much more. I'm talking about the blood. I'm talking about the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Eat it all. Must take, he take him, he must take all of him or nothing at all. We can't serve him half-heartedly. Glory. Well, must eat all of it. The very evening that it was cooked, they were about to depart on a long journey. On a brand new, uncertain, unknown path. And they would need the strength and the nourishment found only in the Lamb. And when God sets a spiritual feast before us, like he's done in these services, we need to eat. We need to pull up to the table and eat. I don't care how our flesh wants to take a nap. Glory. <laughs> No portion saved for a rainy day. Why was that? Because God wanted to be their daily provision. Daily he loadeth me. He fed them every day in the wilderness. Not one day did they go hungry. Now they did gripe for what they had to eat. But they still had something to eat every day. Because God could have given them enough food maybe to last them for a month. But then they would have trusted in their own storehouse. You know, Brother Burnsworth and I, 
we're in a new season, aren't we, honey? We've never walked this path before. And when we first got married and started into the ministry, we struggled financially. Oh, my, 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 my. If it hadn't been for sister-in-laws and moms and dads uh, taking care of us, we'd move and live with them for a while. They would they'd get sick of us, and we'd go over here and move and live with them. But my husband was bound to determine he was going to preach. And if he took a full-time job, he couldn't preach, so he'd take little jobs. You know, and they weren't enough to supply the need. We lived by faith, but God honored that faith and that desire to be in the ministry. And God spoke to us at a, I don't know why I'm going this route, but I'm going to go and I'll come back. Hopefully I get here, back here. (laughs) Anyway, we went to a revival in California and this, this, um, we were pretty discouraged. Again, we was living with another sister (laughs) in California and we went to this revival and this evangelist called us out, didn't know us from Adam and Eve, uh, and, and gave us a word. And, uh, of course, you can't believe every word that's given if it doesn't line up with the word. Or doesn't line up with already your desires that God's already spoken to your heart. I totally believe that. Anyway, he said, God set before you an open door and no man is going to shut it. Of course, that's scripture. You can't hardly go wrong with quoting scripture. But, but it, we knew that that was for us. And from that day forward, we have not lacked an open door. All those many, many years. Well, and God took care of us and continued to prosper us because we trusted in him. We're talking about he, he's enough. He's enough. He wants to be our daily provision. Well, we just about, uh, once the stroke hit, you know, we had, we're pastoring Tishomingo and, uh, when the stro- that stroke happened, then we had to leave and come home. So that changed our financial structure a whole, whole lot. How many knows the Social Security? You can't live on it. You exist, but you don't live on it. You see, but God is still, I'm not worried. I'm not fretting. I'm not stewing because I know that the God that saved us is a God that's able to keep us. And we're we're back to, you know, for years he had a salary. So, you know, it's like, well, this is a piece of cake, got a salary. But now it's all like it was when we first got married. We've got to trust God. And you know what? He's faithful. A new season. But that fear, we know that he's brought us thus far, and he's sure not going to let us down. So seniors in the house, the same God that took care of you when you was on a job, when everything you had security, you thought God is still able to, because you know, he's not limited. Social security is not my source, folks. This government is not my source. Don't trust in that paycheck. Don't trust in it. Your trust has got to be in God, because it can stop. It can stop, especially with things the way it's happening in our nation. You say, oh, you're trying to scare me now. No, I'm just trying to get you to remember that God wants to be your daily provision. It's not that monthly check. Amen. Give God the glory. Pay tithes on it. Oh, well, I have really went out, rounded about, but now we're back, okay? He's still our provider. He will make a way where there seemeth to be no. He wants to be our daily provision, and he will not fail. The lamb was to be eaten with their bags packed. Going to travel light. You can't take all that stuff you got in storage with you anyway. You might as well have a garage sale and give that money to the church. We know some friends that's got about three three storage units full of stuff. 
Let me move on. You may have some storage full of stuff. You're going to, you love me, right? Yeah. Travel light with their traveling shoes on. They were instructed to keep the Passover feast in their journeys. Keep that Passover feast and the feast of unleavened bread every year. They were to kill the lamb. They were to eat it with unleavened bread. They were to have to eat the whole thing. And everybody in the family had to participate and partake. And then they had to make sure they explained it to their children. This is why we're taking this. This is why we're eating the bread. This this is why. Have you taught that to your children? Do they know why? Do they know why we take communion? Do they know about this story? Teach it to your children. You can't let it slip. It's important. It's a matter of life and death. It's a matter of heaven and hell. Is it not? It's an atoning blood. i got to hurry up. You're getting really sleepy. Go ahead and do this to your neighbor. Okay? You're snoring too loud. Go on, let's look. Point number three. And only have three points. We're talking about the benefits of Christ's blood. It is a covering. It's a blood covering. It is an atoning blood. It is, thirdly, it's a redeeming blood. A redeeming blood. This blood is for you. Again, we're going to go back to where our future started. We find in our family tree, we talked about it briefly, our grandfather Adam. Adam sold out cheap just for a piece of fruit. Some say apple, you can't prove it. His act of disobedience separated us from God. Yet God, loving us so much... And longing for that Garden of Eden relationship that I mentioned previously to be restored. He sent prophets, remember? The priests, the judges, the word he sent to them. Godly men and women that preached the gospel to try to bridge that gap. Each one, down through the word of God, would not heed to or listen to. So finally God said, okay. They've rejected this one, this one, that one, that one. I have one more. The firstborn. I've sent them prophets. I've sent them preachers. I've sent them teachers. And they wouldn't heed. So, lastly, I'll send my only begotten son. The Lamb of God. He sent him into this world. Did he not? Final plan. It's a better way. A male, a spotless lamb, Jesus Christ, the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Now, good news. Our Passover lamb, he repaired that breach. He became our bridge and restored us back into that original position or place of pleasure and fellowship god's not mad at you god is not mad at you god loves you god loves you god loves you why the lamb why not an ox why not a cattle what i mean a camel or a donkey a lamb was was the required payment in the old testament and it was the required payment and it was paid in the new in the old the new is contained and in the New, the old is explained. Glory. 
Absolutely. Well, John the Baptist, remember what he said? Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And like a lamb, he was dumb or silent before his butchers. He gave himself freely. It's a redeeming blood. There was no other way. No other way. Redeeming blood. This blood's for you. He, the Lamb of God, would be offered in the prime of his life. Like the first year lamb in the Old Testament. He, our Lamb of God, would be without spot or without blemish. Jesus was without sin and became sin and took our sin. Just like in the Old Testament, the lamb had to be perfect. He, our Lamb of God, entered Jerusalem four days before he was slain. In the Old Testament, the lamb that was supposed to be the Passover lamb, he was separated from the flock for four days. Would you love it how it just, it all, it's perfect. The Word of God is perfect. It's perfect. Glory. He, our Lamb of God, suffered greatly, even as the Passover lamb that was slain, roasted in the fire. And Jesus suffered the flames of persecution from the hands of angry, hateful men. For you. For you. For me. This blood is for you. Glory. Glory. He, the Lamb of God, must be received today. Right now. The Word of God says today is the day of salvation. We don't know about tomorrow. We have no promise of tomorrow. While it is still day, while the door of salvation is still open. And hopefully all of you are saved this afternoon. The text again. John six fifty three, Verily, verily, of a truth, he says. I say to you, except or unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. The Bible says that's why many are sick. Because they eat the flesh, the bread, and drink the blood, the wine that represents him, unworthily. So they're sick. That's what the word says, okay? That's why we ask, and, and pastor will probably do that. And you already know to do that, to search your heart. Lord, if there's a motive that's wrong, if, if there's, if there's unforgiveness there, if there's a hidden secret sin, Lord, just to put that light of heaven upon me and reveal that to me. God, I repent of it now. Cause I want to enjoy all the atonement, all, all the, all the benefits of your blood. It's a covering, sheltering blood. It's an atoning blood. It was payment enough. Jesus said it is finished. No need now to kill another lamb or another animal. It's done. It is finished. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, well, I'm, I'm, what am I saying? You, you got what I'm saying. What's God is saying? Moses, it means, he says, I believe Christ, uh, even as the doorposts are highly visible, we are to make an open confession of our faith. We talked about that this morning. Faith in his plan of redemption. I must have an appetite for him. Blessed are they that do hunger. Are you hungry for the lamb? 
Are you hungry for the lamb? I must have an appetite for him. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst for what? Will go away even more hungry? For we shall be filled. I must take him for myself. There's no grandchildren in the kingdom of God. There's only children. Well, I must be a Christian because my mom is a Christian. No. Well, my daddy was a preacher. That ought to mean something. No. <laughs> no, no grandchildren in God's kingdom. Just sons and daughters. Glory. Well, his blood upon my heart sets me apart, gives me an advantage and an immunity. You say, well, I get sick once a time, right? But the the blood, the healing is still there. It's made available to you. His blood shelters me, protects me. His blood has been the satisfactory payment. And I'm going to quit. You got the message, you know. Now, what I want you to do, everything I need, everything I'll hope for, everything is available through the blood of Jesus. And the sacrifice of his life. Don't you love him? You ready to partake of him afresh and anew with the symbols of the bread and the wine? Pastor's going to come. Now, what I want you to do, I'm sure he probably has an open communion. If you feel like you have, you and, you and Jesus are got it together and you're, you're saved. I don't think anybody's exempt from this. But again, do search your hearts. Glory. And if you want to, I want, what we want to do is I had told pastor, I said, now I'm going to, um, move over to the piano and just, cause, and, and free up these musicians because probably most of the time they take their communion sitting behind their instruments. And I understand that, but I just felt such a need to let them just be a part of the Lord's table without any, without any, um, just, just them and Jesus. Sitting at his table. So I want to invite you that want to participate in the Lord's Supper. I want to invite you to the Lord's table. And I want you to come and sit all the way across on these front pews. Okay? Would you do that right now? Would you do that right now, Pastor? And if there's not enough room there, and uh, you could sit on the altar, he said. That's 